Hello everyone and uh, welcome to this episode of Chatting with a Lightkeeper. First I want to just start by saying I apologize for not getting this uh, out sooner. I actually had my notes and everything ready to go and I developed a wonderful, nice, nasty summer cold which uh, I really didn't think you wanted me to record a podcast while I was sniffling, sneezing, coughing and um, had a very uh, scratchy sounding voice. Um, Granted, uh, I'm one of those people that still struggle with uh, hearing myself and how I sound. So um, I didn't want to hear myself sound like that. And um, in fact, you may be able to even hear a little bit of the hoarseness. Oh, over a week later, still a bit in my voice. So I hope you don't mind. Um, Anyway, this week, I wanted to talk a little bit about um, a question I had. um, I guess it was two weeks ago when this came to me. Um, was from somebody who was newer to the DS lifestyle, and they said, um, it seems like relationships don't last. And that is something that if you're new and you're just kind of looking at things on the surface, you're going to see a lot of um, a lot of people out there, especially now that so many people voice their displeasure on social media, Um rather than, in my, my view, handling things as grown-ups um, by actually talking to the person and uh, keeping their dirty laundry, um, you know, out of the public eye. But they um, choose to um, air their dirty laundry in public. Um, and, and I don't understand it because it's always sort of a they said and their former partner says something the opposite and it's just this big back and forth where these people try to make themselves look better than the other one and in the end you just it makes them both look horrible so I think there's a lot more of that um, you see in the smaller world of uh, the lifestyle because the the dating pool is shrunk down quite drastically if you are one of those people who are looking to to find a lifestyle relationship so the the availability of matches is smaller than what it would be for a vanilla person that is sitting in your same same area so there's that but i think when it comes to failed relationships it's not that they don't last in the lifestyle but many people who have long-term long-lasting ds relationships are not, I mean, they're, they have a life. Um, they're not, you know, online. They're not in groups. They're, they're just living life, you know, as partners. And they are not as active because typically, I mean, even with the vanilla world, you look at uh, your long-term partnered friends. They have kids. They have joint hobbies. They have lives. Everything takes them away so you see a lot more of the single people who are the ones who are tend to be more active in the lifestyle. And if you're single, a lot of the single people are looking. So there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of, you know, I don't want to say relationship drama, but that's what comes to mind um, that comes out of that that you see. So yes, the relationships, they do last, they do work. It's just, it's a matter of finding the right partner Um, And the other thing that I got thinking about is the main reason that I see that DS relationships don't last, it isn't because there's a problem 
um, on the kink side of things, but it's the standard vanilla issues that um, anybody who has friends who are, you know, 100% uh, pure vanilla, or even if they're mildly kinky and they're vanilla extract, um, that they have in their relationships. Um, it just seems like the like it's little things, and it's for some of you this this maybe old hat, but I just want to share some of the things that I see happening that I think affect affect relationship quality these days. Don't let texting replace having voice or video chats. Uh, texting is a wonderful thing way to communicate. It's great. It's easy. You can have a you know, a, a running conversation all day with your special someone, but don't, don't let that replace, you know, having, having phone calls if you're not together, or if you're together, making time to just be together, um, rather than just have everything be text, and so many of the people that fall into the texting trap only seem to use, you know, like voice or in-person communication for when there's a disagreement, and I think the in-person conversation is something that is should still be the most important. And if you can't be having those conversations in person, at least have them by voice or video. Um, don't don't let the impersonal ease of texting replace the somewhat lost art of actually having a a conversation. Um, the other thing that, as a society, it seems like everyone is great at nowadays is is we tend to keep our feelings all bottled up. Um, it's wonderful when you have somebody special and you can share whatever you're feeling, how you're feeling, and they they work with you on the feelings that are not so good and support you on those same feelings and embrace the, the wonderful feelings. But it seems like so many people try to keep their feelings bottled up or if they're they're not feeling a positive vibe or a positive feeling rather than just say hey I'm having a day or I'm not feeling the greatest mentally today it's almost like you have to sort of read between the lines they, they just somehow can't come out and express their their feelings for for whatever reason and, and there's there's thousands I'm sure if not millions of reasons why people do that but when you have somebody you like, it's you. It should be okay and safe to tell them how you're feeling. And um, for me personally, it it took the loss of a of a friend to be able to express to my other friends, "Hey, I love you." Um, and so, out of a horrible situation, came something that has really been been life changing for for my my group of friends. Is the fact that we now you know we now hug and we tell each other we love each other it's it's a wonderful thing and that should exist with you know somebody you're dating or you're in a relationship with don't don't keep things bottled up put it out there um you know don't be a <laughs> don't be a richard when you do it do it with kindness but but it, you know especially if it's not a positive emotion but but don't keep them bottled up the other thing that um it happens, and you, and you see this kind of around the fringes of the, of the DS lifestyle are, is kind of the impact, the blurring of, of, of sex in, in DS here in the lifestyle. Um, when I first started in the lifestyle, and this is going to date me, but um, back in college, 
sex and DS were two very separate things. Yes, in a relationship, you could have, within your relationship, have play that was DS-related and also sexual woven together, but they were two separate entities. And, and they didn't, they were like water and oil. They just didn't mix. And, and now everything has kind of become woven together, and that's not a bad thing. It, it's wonderful because intimacy, whether it's uh, intimacy that's that's um, through DS or, or sexual intimacy, is a, is a wonderful thing. And, and just if there are people out there who just enjoy sex and they just enjoy DS, that that's fine. But it just seems like as sex became easier to find, get. Um, you know, the old saying, sex became easier to find, love became harder. Um, but it's not, it shouldn't be an excuse. I mean, sometimes there are still people who, and I don't know if it's just an internal hang-up they have, but they seem to use the word love as a tool to coerce a partner into doing something that that partner may not feel comfortable with. Um, I know it's typical and, uh, you know, stereotypical, I guess is the right word, um, to think of men doing this, but it, it's regardless of gender, um, you know, the old, well, if you love me, you do this. Um, so love is kind of, in a way, become weaponized, uh, rather than, um, being just an amazing experience to share, uh, with someone. And, and that's that's across the board, not just in DS. Um, and the other thing, too, that we all have, and um, it, it's a struggle that, that I've worked to overcome, and I'm by far not perfect, but it's very easy nowadays for our insecurities to cloud our thinking. And what I mean by that is, is when we have something that we're insecure about, rather than go to a partner and say, I'm feeling insecure about this or this behavior or this thing that I'm seeing is making me feel insecure. And a lot of the things that I've learned when I'm facing my insecurities, it's it's something that's going like haywire, crosswired, sparking in my brain and not actually what I'm seeing. It's it's I'm allowing my past experiences to color my present or my future. And so being able to talk to your person that you're dating or your partner about insecurities and when you're feeling them uh, and even when you're not feeling them expressing what makes you insecure um, that's that's a question that so many people don't ask what you know what makes you feel insecure and especially in the ds world that insecurity um, there's so much malarkey out there where dominants are made to be these like super people that um you know they're a superhero they're scared of nothing and you know and that's just junk um you know dominance are people too just like submissives we all have baggage we dominance and submissives we all have demons and we all have insecurities and uh just a quick note submissives you meet any dominant who claims they don't have an insecurity run away because that's just a man-child or, I, I, you know, once again, I'm sorry, I'm being very stereotypical when I said that, but that's just a person who is more than likely involved in DS because they're running to the dominant side of things to try and hide those very insecurities. Um, 
so insecurities are there and, and we need to talk about them. Um, finally, I, I want to talk about uh, the big T. Uh, I don't think anybody, well, I shouldn't say anybody because there's always an exception to that. But when you look around and you meet somebody, I can't think of ever meeting somebody who said that they weren't trustworthy. So many people talk about being trustworthy and that they're trustworthy. And that's a wonderful thing. It truly is. Um, trust is very important in any relationship from a romantic partnership to even just a, a friendship or peers at work being able to trust each other. But the thing about trust is everyone wants to get trust. They all want to be trusted. But no one wants to actually go out and earn the trust of others. So it's one of those things which is small but big in any relationship you have is, is work to be a trustworthy person. By your actions and your words, be trustworthy. Rather than tell people you're trustworthy, just go out and show them. And when you do that, especially I believe in a, in a romantic partnership, it's going to allow trust to grow in the relationship, especially if your partner is doing the same for you. Um, the, the, and I guess the last thing that, that I want to chat about on, 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 the, on things here is it's so easy these days, and you see it so often, where it's, it's almost the way that society works and the world works, it's almost easier to throw a relationship away than it is to to invest in fixing it, and and I'm not saying that that when you you know say hey let's let's uh, you know let's be a couple or a thruple or you know whatever however your, your relationships work, um, that when you make that commitment you are you know stuck in that commitment and you have to bust your butt for it because there are sometimes when when yeah you just need to take the relationship and, and chuck it in the bucket because it's not right and it's not good and it's not healthy but there seems to be a lack of a willingness um, in my mind of people that actually will will put in the work when, when there's a bump in the relationship that that are willing to to work at it um, because relationships are work and um, and that's that's just you know across the board so I the, I've now kind of reached the end of my talking points. But um, within the DS relationship world, there are lots of people that have long-term DS relationships. There are plenty of couples that have been married, you know, 20, 30 years. There's, there's you know, poly partnerships that have been together that long. It, it's not, it is not uncommon to find long-term relationships. It's just... It seems to be overshadowed by the um, by the relationship drama that somehow seems to somehow percolate up um, through, I guess, some of the people that that maybe lack the maturity to to be here in the first place, or just they're just having a moment inventing. So it kind of gives the um, impression sometimes that that long lasting and and, and relationships are are not. They don't go hand in hand in the lifestyle, but they but they really do. And um, finally, I just want to say, if you find somebody that is worth your love, don't take them for granted. Fight for them. 
fight with them and work hard together to make it through those tough times. And once again, the biggest challenge I believe people are going to face in a DS relationship are the same challenges that a vanilla relationship is going to face. It isn't about the D messing with the S and the kinks somehow going astray. It's all the typical vanilla relationship issues that are going to be the ones that cause the friction in a relationship. So when it comes to the lifestyle and relationships, especially if you're new, understand that it's not a cure-all. All those same old issues that probably drove you batty in the vanilla world are going to be in your DS relationships as well. And when you find somebody that's amazing, work with them, work together, and do your best to make it work. And finally, if it is an unhealthy place for you to be, please do take it that relationship and just chuck it and forget about it and move forward. But for many, many relationships out there in the DS world, people are just, I don't know, touch lazy and not willing to put in the work. So when you have a bump, put in the work, unless it's a uh, really nasty uh, nasty bump, then then please do walk away for your own, own well-being. But uh, that was what was on my mind. And once again, I apologize for their, uh, not getting this out on time like I had thought I would. But um, I look forward to chatting again with you soon. And I hope everyone's having a great August and is looking forward to uh, the upcoming fall. Or I guess if you're listening to this um, on the other side of the world from me, I guess that would be, um, be your springtime. And I guess if you're down there, I do hope that you're looking forward to some spring skiing as I'm looking forward to getting some early fall skiing in as soon as uh, most likely Loveland or A Basin uh, get their snow guns fired up here in really another month. So, all right, on that note, I'll talk to you soon. And thank you for giving me a listen.